This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. Very warm welcome to the Bastards Inquiry ahead of this, the official Cheltenham Trials Day at Cheltenham, of course. Tonight, I have the pleasure of being joined by, he's back, the king of the all-weather Quentin Franks is in the building. Uh, Quentin, how are you? I'm good, Catherine. How are you? I'm <laughs> good, thank you. Yeah. Well, you see, our listeners are waiting with bated breath. <laughs> yeah. um, and Neville, welcome back. Thank you. Good evening. Good day. Looking forward to, to your thoughts on uh, Jump's proceedings tomorrow. And as always, don't be disappointed. He's here. John Lang is with us. John, how are you? Good evening, darling. And thank you. I thought the boiler was on the blink this morning with a gnawing noises. It was you chewing through the straps. Oh, yeah. We girls got to get out, John. Got to get racing tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? Clearly. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a bit of a walk from your place to mine, though, I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so without further ado, we are going to plunge straight into the best three bets of the weekend. And then we're going to take a look through the uh, TV card at Cheltenham and Doncaster and any other business that the panel wants to cover. So uh, I'm going to go straight to the uh, the king of the sand, Quentin. What is your third best bet of the weekend? Uh, I was going to put a jumper up as my third best bet, okay. as I thought ICO should be favourite against the, um, the, the boat Pi Piper. Um, but I've stuck to all weather, and I'm putting up Sofosk, who runs in the 705 at Kempton. Um, I put one up against him, race card on the Christmas pod at Wolverhampton, and he, he kicked him into touch clock in a, a really smart time for the grade, given they uh, they, they went slack enough early. Um, he got whacked up eight pounds for that, which looked a shade light to my eye. Um, for, Formula race looks strong. Race cards came out on one easily since. Um, Sofoska's ran since at Linfield, but he was dropped out in a, a race run at a pedestrian gallop and and it patiently didn't suit him. So it's, it's just a kind of run to put a line through. Um, looks a gallop on tomorrow, um, which will suit him. Uh, Frasher Morris is off. Uh, Kingscote, <laughs> who's won the last three times, is back on. Um, he, he looks the overpriced one in the race. Um, Eagle one I don't particularly like. Charlie Arthur's been well positioned in steadily run races. Um, I'd, I'd have him more nine to four, two to one, and there's four to one, seven to two on offer. So, oh, okay, so yeah, that will do for me. Value, great stuff. Okay, thanks. Okay, John, your third best bet of the weekend, please. I know you love those jumpers. Well, uh, unfortunately, this one's actually in the six o'clock at Kempton. Right, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, it's, it's dead simple. This one, it's just Mutter made all of this. Mark for his latest win. Ultra, ultra soft leading prospect there. Uh, one point win. Simple okay. as that. Simple as that. I like it, John. Like it. Quick off the mark there. Keep it simple. Absolutely. Um, Neville, what's in third place for you? Uh, my third uh, best bet for the weekend is 
in the novice handicap chase at Cheltenham, the 120. I'm going to go for Ben Pauling's horse, which is called Your Darling, who looked like he was going to take high rank in the novice hurdle department as a younger horse, but mm-hmm. he's obviously had problems. He had a, uh, a lengthy gap from uh, in, in 2020. He's had wind surgery. It, he keeps having breaks of 150 plus days here and there. Um, so he's not been the easiest horse to keep sound, I wouldn't imagine. But he ran a good race when third in a, a quite a competitive race at Kempton, a novice's handicap. The second horse, Mr. Coffey, had previously run really well uh, previously. And uh, Danny Kerwin, who was fourth, won the other day, mm-hmm. uh, albeit it was a moderate, ra- moderate race, but he still franked the form. Uh, your darling goes on any ground and with the, the ground probably going to be slightly faster than good to soft. I think it might inconvenience one or two. And he's got a great jump in him, this horse. For a novice, he jumps like a seasoned professional. At around the six to one mark, I think he represents value and he's going to be my third best bet. Your darling in the 120. OK, that's that's brilliant. Thanks for that, Neville. OK, uh, Quentin, back to you. What's in number two spot? In number two spot, I'm going to have a bit in the 348 at Lingfield. Um, I'm happy to have a central on size. Uh, he's been put in a early four to one hundred to thirty. Um, I backed him on Monday. He was eleven to four into six to four. Um, he ended up in a class four race that was steadily run, and it was just not not ran to suit him. Um, but I was really impressed with him. Uh, his previous start here a fortnight ago at Lingfield, um, he was in last in a steadily run race, and he ran down uh, Irish Millions, um, putting in some swift co- closing sectionals. Um, He's yet to have a, a race, well, since he's been handicapping, run at a decent tempo. I suspect with Berkshire Phoenix, Golden Spice, um, and the aforementioned Irish Millions, there could be a decent gallop on. Um, I still think he's a very well handicapped horse. Um, the, the rest of the field, I think, masses that stands out. Small print uh, was quite impressive in a modest time. Um, the favourites in her last race were inconvenienced by the run of it. Um, Berkshire Phoenix is a rogue. Golden Spice had the run of things at Southall. Um, the horse she just beat just got stuffed. Well, not stuffed. The horse that she beat just got beat at Wolverhampton. And Burabick hung towards the standside rail at Lingfield uh, last time out. Um, I'd have him clear favourite. I, I like him. As long as they go uh, at some sort of pace, then, uh, yeah, I think that will suit him. And hopefully he can get back on the up. Okay, that's brilliant. Um, thank you for that. Uh, John, second best bet? I'll be pleased to know this is over the sticks. Oh, yes. This one's in the 155 at Cheltenham. Yes. And the one I've hit with the lucky pin is Galahad Quest. Okay. Um, I think it's interesting that this can do better than last time because I, I have the feeling that that was probably a little bit of a skull round last time after the fall um, and probably had more scolding than galloping going into that in addition to that he's on better ground this time in theory and yep. duly noted your comments that it might ride a bit dead but mm-hmm. uh, you know it ran well here off a pound higher on good ground three runs back Um I mean, I, I don't like Farinette off what's technically the same mark as last time, but 
I can't say Lucy what's her name very much else around here, so I'm sticking with Galahad Quest. Okay. Um, thank you, John. Galahad Quest in 155 at Cheltenham. And uh, Neville, to you, please. I'm going to go for one in the Triumph Hurdle trial. And it looks a very competitive race, and most of the field are unexposed over hurdles. But the £3 penalties that both ICO and in turn to Civilla concede to the useful flat race of Pied Piper, I think might be a little bit too much for them. Pied Piper was, I suppose it was a little bit quirky on the flat when with John and Thady Gosden, but he did absolutely nothing wrong on his hurdles debut. He beat a highly regarded once raced uh, horse of William Mullins's and the pair pulled miles ahead of the others. He jumped really well. He's got more ability than most of these that he's taking on on flat form and I think he'll probably be too good. I wouldn't want to be backing him at ridiculously short odds. If he was odds on that, it'd be silly. But I can see him being 6 to 4 or 13 to 8-ish, which mm-hmm. for me could represent a, f- a fair price. And I think he's, he's, he's probably going to be too classy for them. Yeah, yeah. I, I must admit, I had a little look at that race and that was the conclusion that I came to. Also, I think it's fairly significant. David Russell coming over for one ride and that's his, that's his one ride. Um, so, yeah, OK, completely get that one. Uh, Neville, that's Pied Piper in the Triumph trial tomorrow. It was, it was windy. Okay. It was really this spooky. is going to be the everyone and everyone's got in the number one slot. Uh, Quentin, reveal what is your best bet of the weekend? My best bet at weekend, Catherine, is subjective value in the Harpass Five at Kempton. Um, he foiled a decent bet on bearing Bob for me last time out. Joe Fanning got the fractions right on the front end. Um, they clocked a good time given the early early fractions that were set, and he looks on a on an upward curve on the all weather. Um, there's not there's not massive in here. I mentioned uh, small print her race last time out. Shorts run, shorts on even comes into this race. Um, he looks slow. The mile will suit, but I can see Fanning going going steady, slodding across from nine and having a solo. Sid Zanny will improve up in trip, but she looks underpriced if anything. I had a little attitude question, uh, even with the hood going back on. And the rest look much of a muchness, to be honest. I'm, she's been putting three to one, eleven to four. Um, I, did, I had him a good shorter, a, a good deal shorter than that, even. So that's my best bet of the weekend. Okay, great stuff. Uh, one for all you all weather fans out there. I know Quentin has a has a lot of followers uh, on the level and on the sand. Quentin uh, is like uh, the mecca for, uh, for flat racing. Quentin Frank. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John, con. Shoot, what have you got for me in first place? Now, I always back what I put up on here to varying degrees of confidence. (laughs) But I I will share with you the fact that I am having what's known as a right fucking bet. (laughs) Let's Uh, write that down, John. I'm going to abbreviate it RFB. Yeah, yeah. go for it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, this is Debichi in the Great Yorkshire Chase. Yeah. Tomorrow. Um, I saw enough with this one when it made, made its debut for the Skeletons. 
I thought there's a lot of promise of Mark to come for the stable switch and everything. And I was even more interested to see the horse had had wind surgery prior to the Roland Merrick, where I fancied the horse quite strongly. And he was taken out on the morning of the race. Thankfully, I thought, because I thought the ground went horrible uh, for a horse that's had wind surgery and wind issues in the past. I think that this chase mark is more than workable. And in all honesty, I think he's running against quite a lot of absolute arseholes. <laughs> um, I mean, Cap Cars is probably one of the most unsound horses in training. Um, I think Cloudy Glen won what's turning out to be a fairly rancid Hennessy. There's not many winners come out of it. Yeah. Um, Saying that about one of your Venetia's horses, John, you're feeling all right. You know, I mean, she, she's, she's still refusing to take me phone calls, so I'm kind of losing patience. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a fair old track from Hereford. There could, there could be a stable switch to Rebecca Curtis, the way things are going, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really like this, and I like the fact we're waiting for what you would call another target race rather than just sneaking him back somewhere and mm-hmm. having a little noddle around and dotting up. Yeah. You know, the horse isn't getting any younger. They need, they need to crack on. And uh, I think they're cracking on a, a nice prize here. And Yeah, could hardly be in better form. I, I think it's a right strong bet this is eight. Okay, beautiful stuff, John. Thank you. That's great. Um, Neville, have you got an RFE for us in, in your number one <laughs> number one bet of the weekend? Um, I quite like one at uh, Ferry House in the 105 race, uh, the, the handicap. It's only a, a low-grade handicap, not to 110. Um, and some horses seem to improve for the application of various different headgear, but this oh. horse seemed to improve. <laughs> For the money, which we might have to try on some of my horses, but um, where's Frankie? Yeah. Was back. He started at fifty to one, one hundred and fifty to one, sixty-six to one, one hundred twenty-five to one, one hundred to one, and one hundred and fifty to one on his previous starts. Right. And then he was backed in from tens to seventeen to two, and he absolutely hacked up over hurdles, no. which <laughs> must have taken the connections by surprise. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. He won off eighty-nine. Uh, that was over hurdles. He, they put him up to 98, but they're putting him over fences tomorrow off his hurdles mark. And he has got form over fences previously in Irish points. He looks well handicapped. Okay. And, you know, they, I'm, I'm sure that he's better than what he's shown so far <laughs> over fences. So he's going to be my, my main bet on Saturday. Where's Frankie? Great stuff, Neville. We like that. Good spot. Lovely. Okay, um, we're going to take a look at the TV races. Um, what I want to do is we will we'll start with um, Doncaster, and then we'll we'll deal with we'll deal with what's supposed to be the the principal meeting. Um, after that, um, so Doncaster two ten. Um, Neville, uh, actually, I will stay with you. Um, do you have anything in this very small field uh, mare's hurdle? Uh, well, the only thing I, I could suggest is that keep an eye out for Miranda at the start because she 
lost many lengths by planting herself when she won 50 odd days ago and if anybody's willing to take odds on or a very short price about her before the race starts then you really are right. uh, in the wrong game yeah i think if she jumps off with them she'll probably win but apart from that i wouldn't have a clue she's the best she's the best mare in the race yes. but yeah. is she going to jump off on terms and she'll 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 need to be i mean she's she hasn't got a great deal in hand she might have two or three pounds in hand she really wants to be jumping off with them but i'm sure that that nichols and brownie frost will be well aware of this this, this time but mm-hmm. she, she's the most she's the classiest mare in the race but i certainly wouldn't want to be back in her at short price yeah no, fair enough um john now you love a five-runner race there at Donny. Well, um, anything for you in the mare's hurdle? The best mares in the country and in Ireland turn up at the fairs and run in these mares, hurdles, chases, whatever the hell you like. And every time one takes place, I'm getting the fridge open and getting the patty out and shouting for <laughs> Um, that this will be no no exception tomorrow, and uh, well, I think Miranda will probably win it. I am more interested in the latest Sue Gray report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, when is that actually going to appear? Well, I think the Met have blocked it now, so hey, it's sort of um, is it hidden in one of the pyramids or something? Uh, it's just anyway, that's a that's a different story. Um, Quentin, I bet you love this sort of race. <laughs> oh, it's riveting, isn't it? I couldn't have put it better than John, to be honest. Uh, a, a pass from me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think we all will. I, I certainly won't be sort of scrambling to to find a place to watch it. <laughs> okay, let's let's move swiftly swiftly on. Um, so the River Don. Uh, grade two events uh, drawn a field of seven. Um, John, come on, you must have one for me. In this. How in the blue hell is this a grade two event? <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, we can say I, that quite a lot though, can't we this season? Uh, I mean, I, I drifted from the mayor's hurdle, <laughs> thinking, Christ, at least the next one is going to. And then I got there. And I thought, so, what's this? You, you know, <laughs> I mean, what do you deal with these? I don't know, John. I, I, I don't know what the answer is. I mean... Probably terrible. Yeah, I mean, I thought my Bobby Dazzler was probably the pick of him on balance of form and at the pace, <laughs> but... Gee, God, I'd rather have a kidney out than have a bet. <laughs> right, let's write that down, John. Kidney out. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, Neville, please tell me you've got one in this for me. Um, it's a... <sighs> It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because most of these have they're either trying the trip for the first time or they're all improving and it's just impossible to get a handle on the race. I thought maybe um, Unanswered Prayers of Chris Gordon's might be the, the likely winner. He seems to have improved and improved and he's now going up to three miles for the first time. All of his runs suggest he wants this trip, but is his form better than some of the others? I've, I've no idea. I it would be a race I would happily just watch. I'm, I wouldn't be getting yeah. involved financially. Um, ben right. Pauling's horse has got Luca Morgan on. He should be claiming five pounds, but with it being a, a graded race, he can't claim. So when he rode it previously, in effect, the horse is five pounds worse in. So maybe that's one to, to strike out. But I, 
I don't know. I've, I've, I've no opinion, really. It's yeah. too hard. Yeah. Too it's, hard. Um, yeah, it's a ridiculous race. Uh, Quentin, are you of the same opinion? Quentin, are you of the same opinion? Uh, I thought Bridge North was half interesting. I like the way he pulled clear on the running at uh, Ludlow last time out. Shapes like three miles will improve him. Whether the ground is soft enough is another question, but I think he's about eight to one. He's a kind of half a sporting selection in the race. Um, I'm not sure. It's a it's bad fare, isn't it, at Doncaster tomorrow? It's yeah. it's a really bad card. Yeah. It is, it is, and um, it's not that much better here either. Um, so um, yes, so totally. Um, right, let's let's move on. Okay, so John, we know that in the uh, three twenty, you are with uh, DBC. Um, Quentin, do you fancy one in this? I do not, Catherine. I do not. That's fair enough. Uh, Neville, do you have anything? Um, <clears throat> it's a tricky one, isn't it? I don't think it's a, a, a classic renewal of of this race um i if i had to have a bet i would probably take a chance but i know he didn't get a um too too good a mention earlier on on the program but paul nichols is cap core <laughs> at least he did win or he seems to win more often than not when when the when we do see him and uh, the race he won at Newbury might not have been anything special. There was, I, I noticed what Kaluki, who finished behind him in seventh, has come out and won, uh, but most of the horses have let the form down. But it, that's not his fault. He won off 131, he's up to 139. It's a race that there's a lot of horses here that have, have shown the hand many times before, and he is a likely race nine year old that could be open to a little bit more improvement. But um, it's I don't really fancy the race, if I was brutally honest. I think there are several that I wouldn't want to be with, um, but there aren't many that I would want to be with. So, yeah. you know, it's um, Absolutely. it's a tough one. I think Hurricane Harvey is well handicapped, but he just seems to have lost his way, so I couldn't have him. But I think I would go with Capcore, but I'm, I'm not going to get involved. OK, um, right. Well, let's move on to um, Trials Day at Cheltenham. Um, now... I have to say, this is probably the worst card for Trials Day I've known in living memory. And it makes me really sad to say that, because I think I've been saying that about every Cheltenham meeting um, this this season. I just, I don't understand what's going on. We were talking about it briefly before we started recording. Um, if you look at this, like I said when we were chatting before, if you look at this compared to what they have um, in store next weekend across the sea, this is just utterly ridiculous. And I know people will say about the ground, but the ground is good in Leopardstown as well. Uh, the entries at uh, entry stage for Cheltenham weren't great, whereas the entry, obviously, the entries for Leopardstown are fantastic. Um, John, what 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 is it? It's just the, you, the, thing, you know? the thing with this, Catherine. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at these races, and I'm trying to think of English trained horses that are fancied for the festival. Mm -hmm. And I can't really pick any of them out and say, I wonder why that isn't running here. Yeah. You know, I, I don't see what good it would do the fancied ones to run here tomorrow. Yeah, it's... You know, I mean, uh, I, I, I get the problem. I understand the, the ground issue. And we, you're coming off the back of a really horrible hot summer anyway um 
we we had enough rain in in as we know we had we had soft ground in December. Yeah. Um, but this this is um, this is this is not good. This this is um, quite depressing, really. This could be the start of a very worrying trend for this fixture. Yes. I think. Yeah, I do as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it is enough to say that it's the placement of um, the Dublin Racing Festival. Um, no, no, no. I, I don't think there's anything no, no, no English horses are going over it's just a lack <laughs> of good horses wanting to run for <sighs> to me this is a very very worrying sign for the future of national racing in this country um, I just I don't know but this this is this is bad um, but anyway I won't start swearing and ranting because people shout at me when I do that um, alright okay let's go to the first TV race the 155 the Paddy Power Cheltenham Countdown podcast handicap John I bet you were up all night studying this well I was <laughs> I've got me um, me second best bet haven't I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had Exactly, that's what I mean. Yeah, you know, so I mean, I, I, I give it a fair old lick this race. Yeah. It was probably the one race I did think was worth a fair old lick, really, but... Exactly. Yeah, 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 Again, though, you do look at it and go, oh, God, do you not, or is that just me? No, I mean, it's none of these are going to win at the fair, are they? No, absolutely not. No way. No way. Um, okay, Quentin... What have you got? Uh, I thought there was no pace in the race. Um, I'm quite happy to side with Cool Cody, to be honest. Um, that does well, he'll he'll make the pace, though, he? He'll make the pace, yeah. But he, I, I can see him getting a solo on the front end. Um, and at least from a trading angle, you'll be able to get out, I feel. Um, soft ground, I don't think. He's got form on heavy and soft ground in the past, but I think he's just a better horse on better ground nowadays, which um, is good, as you said. Uh, pre-podcast, it would probably ride tacky. Um, I think he can get away with things here. I, I still don't think he's badly handicapped. He obviously goes well at the course. Um, his last five starts at Cheltenham, he's traded. We'll go from the first of Jan down four point four in the run, eighteen point five, and obviously a lower one hundred one. Uh, when he fell at the November meeting, it was yeah. trading evens when he fell, and one point five one back in October. So. Um, He's a trading angle for me. I'll play him pre-race and, and look to get out at some stage. Hopefully, he's uh, still in one piece. Yep. No. Good. Like that. Um, Neville, do you have a solid bet in this? Um, I think Cool Cody's a, for those who are looking for an each way steal because his last nine out of his ten runs have been here at Cheltenham. But I do think he's probably uh, where the handicapper wants him. What one horse that could have more scope than some of them is the one right at the bottom, Eden De Who. Yes. He ran in the National Hunt Chase last year at Chel- at the festival and probably ran, if not his best, very nearly his best race over fences when beaten 31 lengths by Galvin. That was over three miles six. He won his first chase at Foss last this season over two miles. So he's obviously very versatile. He's up to two and a half. I might be concerned if the ground was on the quick side because all his winning form has been with plenty of coat in the ground. But I don't think he's badly handicapped of 130. He runs off the same mark as as if he was running over hurdles. And he jumps well. He 
I don't think it's a vintage £100,000 race by any means. And if the ground is OK, and it's, it's probably a big if because at the moment it's good, uh, I, I, I might side with him at decent odds, Eden de Who. Yeah, and I mean, I had a conversation with Lee in the week where we both said that we were going to stop back and go to pipe horses. Um, so, <laughs> uh, he did look at him and I was like, oh God, no, I must remember the promise. But, but no, no, you're, 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 you're bang on there, Neville. Okay, to the Cotswold Chase. I mean, what in the name of God is this? It's just, it's just awful, isn't it? And no disrespect to the horses that are running in it, but what's this a trial for? Supposed to be a trial for the Gold Cup, isn't it? I mean, it traditionally was. Killer. It was. Uh, Jesus. I mean, if you think about the horses that have won this race, Master Oaks, it just uh, kills me. It really does. Um, I, I had a really interesting comment about. Uh, that Ruby Walsh made about Shantry House on racing TV. He said that he felt that in the King George, they went off so hard early on that it took him out of his comfort zone. And yeah. that it, it, that, and he made a mistake in the second and that was it, it was game over. Okay, fair enough. They're not going to go anything like that tomorrow. The class isn't in it. But if you're looking at him, which I believe they may have been, obviously won the race at the festival last year. If you're looking at him to as any type of festival horse, surely you're going to have to be able to go that early lick, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he probably will win this tomorrow. I mean, he's top rated 160 next eye right on 159. Um, yeah, he'll win this, but would that then, if they're going to go off hard, <laughs> he got a hard race last year, but the fact that he's going to be an open company where like if they are going to go to the Gold Cup, then they're going to go pretty hard. They go hard for three miles. Well, uh, personally, I think it's no contest. If you look at the prices, 10 to 11 are out Chantry House against 5 to 1 high rate. Mm. Probably going to have the luxury of dictating. Yeah. Um, one pound difference on official figures. Yeah. Um, you don't know what Hendo's planning here with this one after it's pulled up last time. It could be a Noddle around to sweeten him up, he won't care. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, at least you know, I race. If you, I mean, if he wasn't the gelding, you'd say he's guaranteed to put his balls on the block tomorrow, wouldn't you? So, um, I mean, this is a. I mean, they're not going to go hard anyway with Santini in it. Um, God love him. But, oh God, it's just so awful. I really cried when I saw this. It's just terrible. Um, from a betting point of view, does anybody have anything other than Shantry House winning this? Um, I back I rate myself. You what? Sorry, I write. I rate. Okay, cool. Uh, I suspect, I'm not sure simply the bet stays a trip or no, will sure. stay the trip. Yeah. Um, I suspect we'll probably get odds against in the morning in some sort of match bet I write against. Um, Simply the bets and give me that every single day of the week. Yeah. Chance of a solo up front knows he gets the trip. Like it, that looks rock solid. I'll probably have him what four to six to beat simply the bets and the market's going to be functioned on uh, just their win only prices. So uh, I suspect we'll get a shade of odds against. Uh, do we really believe that he's a goal contender, Chantry House? I, I, I personally don't think. You, you, you analyse his form. You know he. He beat one horse in that intermediate race at Sandown, first time of this season. He wasn't certain to win at Aintree last year. He got left in front when Kim Bailey's horse fell when, yeah. when travelling. He beat Fusil Raffles 
at the festival last year, well, if he was all raffles, is you, you wouldn't put him as a, gr- a grade one horse, would you? No, not at all. I think he he's got a lot of question marks for his price. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be backing him at sh- a short price. I wouldn't know what to back because <laughs> I don't I don't think there is a, a great deal of strength there. Santi, I know the old Santini of two years ago would be a good thing receiving four pounds, but. If, I, I don't think she had him fit first time, Polly Gundry. He seemed to blow up, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, so he'll probably run better than he did the time before. I write's very consistent and he is a good quality horse. It might be that it's his time to win a grade two because I, I just I just can't warm to Chantry House. I know he's won a lot of races and he's, he's, his strike rate is fantastic. He's won um, eight from 11, is it? Something like that. But I do think I, I can't see how he's a genuine Gold Cup contender at this stage. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's why I was just, um, you know, when I heard those comments today, I just thought that that's totally bizarre. What are they going to do with him then? You know, because I, I'm sure I read somewhere that I could possibly have imagined it um, that uh, Seven Bowers were thinking of a Gold Cup tilt with him. But uh, I think they've they, they've got to though, haven't they? You look at the betting for the Gold Cup, you got. You just look at the Irish horses in the betting. So some you kind of get the media that go, oh, is he a Gold Cup horse? Well, we'll see. Just because he looks the only, well, him and Protector Act look the only British hopes. Like, it's yeah. just Irish horse after Irish horse after Irish horse. So it's, but no, I don't, I, personally, I don't think he'll get the Gold Cup trip and I don't think he's a Gold Cup horse. No, no. Um, okay. Um, so we'll, we'll all be cheering on I right anyway. Um, right, on to the um, Cleve Hurdle. Um, very small field, field of five for the Cleve Hurdle. If you took Champ out of it, it would be another horrendously horrific race. Um, anything beat Champ, chaps? Champ? <laughs> Champ, just, yeah. Uh, Champ uh, himself. He's, 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 no, he's not totally dissimilar to Chantry House. He... he He's not exactly consistent. Last year was a, was a complete write-off, wasn't it, in the Gold Cup, and then and previous to that, he'd um, you know he, he looked a, a little bit suspect over fences. I I don't know. He wanted, it's going to be one to two, isn't he? But what, what's going to be? And Paisley Paisley Park's not got the. He had a lot of hard races, and I think they've taken the toll on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. He still runs to a good level, but. But fabulous! He was fortunate to finish second at Cheltenham when he when he reappeared. It's, and listen to Guy Roscoe, who of course is a sim, is similar to Paisley Park, and he, he won a, a stayers hurdle. But he he seems to have lost his way. It's possible Champ will probably win it, but you'd have to be mad to want to back him at one to two. Yeah, I do think um, it's, it's quite bizarre because if you if you look at his breeding, obviously he's from the family of of best mate. Um, obviously related to Inca Trail and all, and all that. He's he's bred to win a Gold Cup, hence the name Champ, obviously, after AP, blah, blah, blah. And he couldn't be a worse jumper of a fence. Could have called it misogynist twat, couldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, why, why don't we all source one and call it that and it'll jump better than Champ? There, there's an idea. Um, you know, but... I have to say, I was impressed with him in the long walk, especially the way he travelled and the fact that he pulled so hard early on and was still able to finish like that. I 
I thought, okay, cool. Yeah, and you, you, you're obviously in the right place. You, you're a terrible jumper of a fence. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, I think he's, I think he's a better hurdler than he is a chaser. Bizarrely, on his breeding, but um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm just. When, when he won the, the RSA chase, it was a very good race. You know, I mean, he beat he beat a Gold Cup winner that day, and he beat uh, Alaho, who's also a, a Grade One winner. So. It, at his best, he's a very good horse, but yes. he's obviously had issues with his back. Yes. And maybe it's, maybe he just looks after himself a little bit. You know, he's, he's only likely race. He's only been seen, what, 16 times for a, for a horse, a 10-year-old. It's not very much. But he's a very classy, but I'm just, just looking now. I can see with most bookmakers, it's four to nine. I certainly wouldn't even entertain him at four to nine. But if... If he t- if he does what he, he did at Ascot, he'd he'd be very hard to beat, wouldn't he? Yeah. It's the second leg of the Stephen R. Power Racing Blogger Monster Double tomorrow, isn't it? What's the first one, the Shantry Hat? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll be lumping on the double and then taking a photo of a steak and a glass of wine, won't it? <laughs> World class content, folks. World class. <laughs> Lift them on, Nico. Oh, God. God, you know, I'm, I'm working at Chatham tomorrow. I'm working for the BBC, and you know, John, I don't think anybody's going to make me laugh like this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough. Um, but yeah, um, right, I, I've got a couple of fancies for the weekend. Um, one of them, people that know me will know very well. So I'll start with a with lesser known one. Um, in the first at Doncaster tomorrow, I think Ennis Briggle are going again. Uh, I think still gone up a bit for his last win um, over CND, but I think I think he's valued for a little bit more. And on Sunday, any harm in asking runs at Sedgefield off a mark of one two seven. Any harm in asking, of course, the horse that beat Constitution Hill and his point in Ireland. Um, this horse could go up another. 10, 15 pounds and still be absolutely thrown in for a handicap at Cheltenham, in my opinion. Um, so there's one. I would imagine that he's not going to be much of a price, but there's one for you. Um, for Sunday, anybody else got anything else they, they want to mention? Uh, we haven't mentioned Hillcrest, have we, in the 340? Who looks yes, a re- of course, yeah. yeah he looks a real tool, doesn't he? He's, he's ginormous. I think, I think Henry Daly said he's 18 hands. Yes. And to be doing what he's doing, yeah, you know, he he must be some prospect. He's. I just worry tomorrow mm-hmm. a little bit about the ground. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like because he is so big. Mm. Um, many many moons ago, um, my dad had a Sharon a horse, an eighteen hands horse, and um, he wasn't <laughs> wasn't anywhere near the caliber of um, Hillcrest. But any time he ran on good ground, and it would just. It just didn't bother in the end. It just jarred him so badly. Um, yeah. I, do, I do worry about that a little bit, but I think that he is possibly, if they're going, it looks as though they are going to go down the route of the Ballymore, you've got to have him as one of the best English hosts at the festival. Um, but yeah, he's he's brilliant. He's a gorgeous looking horse. Proper old-fashioned steeplechaser. Whilst whilst I seem to have missed out the 340 in my, my absolute <laughs> disgust of Trials Day card, um, does anybody have a bet in that? Or are we all for Hillcrest? 
All for Hillcrest, to be honest, you got Roberto Duran on the second favourite. Um, <laughs> Hillcrest, Hillcrest is going to get a solo here, isn't he? Like, like you said, the ground's a bit of a worry, but he's got decent form on good to soft ground. It rides a bit tacky. That will probably aid him, to be honest. Um, it's a bad card. Yeah. Like, you, I went over it and I thought it was a bad card. Now, listening to other people's thoughts, you realise how, how, how bad a card it is. It, it's dire. Yeah, it is. It's horrendous. The road to Doncaster hashtag. Oh, can't wait. Can't <laughs> you know, I, I hate to say it, but I like I I almost am there myself, and that's like absolute blasphemy. I'm bred <laughs> in Cheltenham, you know what I'm saying? Like jumping is the name of the game. And this is just it's just sad. It really, really is sad to see this. Um, but I guarantee you, this time next week when we're talking about the Dublin Racing Festival, we'll be like absolutely bouncing because it'll yes. be a fantastic jumps card. And even you more flat and orientated guys, it'll be like me sort of previewing Royal Ascot Day, you know? Um, it, it, it's going to be a lot better. What we do with National Hunt Racing in this country, I, I don't know. If anybody does have the answers, please, please tweet us. Um, it's just it's just all very very sad um but yeah anybody else got anything they want to throw in any any teasers for what you're going to talk about on the sermon this week yeah the state of the corruption in the mess well, that's it. I mean, I don't. They're still going to be looking for Sue Grace and Court, aren't they? At that point, I would imagine so. Yeah, I don't, don't think anything will come to light over the weekend. So, we can have a good chunter about that. Um, we'll probably play a hell about what an anticlimax the weekend's racing was. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from the Beachy romping arm in the Great Yorkshire Chase. Yeah, we were all going to be on that one, John. Um, there is, um, there is. Is a- it DBC? Is it? I, I always say I never know how to say it. Yeah, there's a touch of the Latinos about me now. That's why. Oh right, <laughs> it used to be DBC, but well, yeah, maybe yeah. I, well, it used to be DBC, and then they removed the license fee. Oh. <laughs> All is not lost, though. There is a very good card at Nice on on Sunday. Oh dear. So, you know, and they have, um, they actually have some very decent fields. Um, so, yeah, for, for all of you Jumps fans out there, the going is good to yielding at Nace, but that is a very good card on Sunday. So, okay. Well, all that's left is to bid you all a very good evening, and um, we'll see you on the Sunday sermon. Right, the show's over, boys. Thank you very much.